Hello and welcome to How to Be a Podcast Genius. You know, I always think that uh, a podcast is a lot like breakfast. You know, you want it to be tasty. You want it to be something you can sink your teeth into. It doesn't have to be hot. Uh, it can be cool, but nevertheless still delicious. And it doesn't have to be complicated. It can be something that's minimalist, uh, but nevertheless just hits the right spot. The most important thing, though, is you don't want to wait more than a week before you have your next one. <laughs> Yes, we are back. We're back after uh, what has been an amazing few weeks. A bit of a summer break, a bit of a holiday. Uh, and then, yeah, uh, producing uh, the new season of the Registry R Roundup, which is uh, one of our big shows that produce. It's a top 10 news show uh, in most of the countries in Europe. It was actually in the top 10 in the UK briefly, but it's in the top 10 everywhere else. There's a lot of competition in the UK. Let's not get hung up on numbers. The important thing is, is that, yeah, I've been back producing uh, and hosting a new news show, uh, producing a new show for... Uh, um, the Deutsche Börse Group and for Clearstream Bank has been very exciting as well. And uh, yes, a whole new series in the works um, that's been produced from the first ever commercial We Podcast You podcast sprint, which went incredibly well. 48 hours to record six episodes and just another eight hours to edit them together into a whole new series for a big drinks brand. That's all I can say now. Uh, watch this space. It'll launch soon. And today we are talking all about interviewing and how to get the best out of your interview guests. And you know, the thing is, it might sound obvious, but actually it's a lot more complicated some days than uh, you think, or in fact, than it actually should be. But before we get to that, first, there's an intermission. There's still time to grab a refreshing beverage or perhaps a salty snack from the kiosk in the foyer. And this is probably the first time you've been back to a cinema since the lockdown ended and you're very, very excited. So you're going to eat more than you would normally. But then, of course, when you've stacked it all up and you've got nachos and a jumbo hot dog and two lots of popcorn and one of those slushy drinks and the, the kids wanted all the different colors and it, it's, it's like a just a huge, great like cup full of like toxins and, and like food coloring. Never mind, look, the, the, our point is... You get to the end, you've ordered way too much stuff, but you know, it doesn't matter because it's your first time back in the cinema and you think it's going to be awesome. And then you say, and how much is that? And the woman behind the counter says it's £16. And you think, oh God, actually, you know what? The snacks have got cheaper. The snacks have got cheaper. This is amazing. Finally, finally, you know. And then she says, do you want 3D glasses for your 4DX movie? And you say, yes, can I have two adults and two children's, please? And she says, okay, then. I said, and how much is that in total? And then she says, that'll be £44. And you're like, For What? And you're like, what do I need glasses for anyway? I can already see in 3D without them. So, so far uh, in uh, How to Be a Podcast Genius, we've covered off all the sort of basics and the setups. And remember, this isn't a masterclass on how to be an audio engineer or podcaster. This is literally just uh, sort of a quick sort of, you know, thumbnail sketch of how I do it and how it works for me. And, you know, it works for my clients producing commercial shows. But, you know, there are lots and lots of different ways you can do it. Um, but we've talked about making our own shows. Uh, we've talked about setting up with hardware and software. We've talked about improving presentation, try to have to sound more authentic. Um, working with scripts, sort of getting that balance of spontaneity uh, right. And we've also talked about the role of music and the way that that can change the mood and the sort of the feel of a show. And it's the same with sound effects as well. Um, but now we come to quite a big one, quite a complicated one as well, which is interviewing people, because a lot of podcasts are all about 
interviewing, unless you're doing a show where it's just you talking, or perhaps it's like you and a buddy having a chat and it's sort of slice of life show, and there are loads of those out there and they're great. If you've actually got guests on and you're interviewing them, and in a lot of commercial shows you're going to be doing that, then you've got to develop your interviewing skills. Now, I've interviewed two prime ministers, uh, you know, online influencers, celebs, journalists, uh, government ministers, all those sorts of things. Um, I wrote in newspapers, magazines, interview people, a lot of people in tech and those sorts of spaces. Generally speaking, you will get a pretty good result from most people, but some people can be weird in interviews. And, and this is really what this show is about. It's like, okay, how do I try and reduce the opportunity for people to be weird with me in an interview? And Or, or just stiff, or the very worst one, uh, which is they clam up completely and it's almost impossible to get an answer out of them. Because what happens then is you wind up asking them lots of questions. And that puts more pressure on them, and then they get even more tight-lipped. And also, it makes you sound like you're hassling them for an answer. Uh, and, and you know, you don't want that. Your job is to make everybody feel comfortable and make them want to talk. So I've got to check this. I've got five things that if you do all of these five things, you're really optimizing the chances uh, of getting a really good result. And I've got two absolute no-nos, which you should, you know, always bear in mind. I'm going to start with those. I'm going to start with the no-nos because I want to end on a positive note. Okay, there are two absolute no-nos and they're like this. Number one, it's not a webinar. Okay, your podcast is not a webinar. Do not let someone go into webinar mode. This is the most important thing. You need to tell them up front. You've got to be really open and honest and say, hi, Listen, now the thing about this is it's a relaxed show. It's not a webinar. It's not a live product demo. You know, you don't need a PowerPoint. You don't need to read from a script or anything like this. We're just going to have a nice relaxed chat. You need to find a reference point that works for you. I always say to people, you know, you ever been to a conference and, you know, you're having a coffee in, in between speakers and it's nice and chill and you meet someone from another company and it's kind of relaxed, but it's also professional. That's the kind of vibe to go for, I think, if you can get that right when you're doing a commercial show. That's number one. And the other massive no-no is is don't break the other person's narrative uh, with your own anecdotes and your own too many comments uh, and too many uh uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. That's one of the things that is actually quite hard to learn because when you're in conversation with people, sometimes you need to make noises, you know, uh, to let them know that you're listening or you, you want to you know, tell them stories from your own life that relate to what you're talking about to make it sound like you're actually paying attention to what they're talking about. And that's great. That's great. And that's great when you're in conversation with someone in a social context. When you're doing a show, the last thing you want to do, and I've heard this quite a lot recently, is, you know, someone will be, you know, they'll ask someone a question, the interview will ask someone a question, and then as they're talking, the interview's going, mm-hmm, yeah, mm, yeah, mm-mm, And, you know, all I can think to myself is, you know what, dude, mute your mic. You know, mix it out. Do what you got to do. I don't want to hear you grunting all the way through, you know, this this person's answer. And to lead on from that, don't interrupt the other person so you can give your own anecdotes. You know, in conversation, it's fine. You know, when someone says, oh, you won't believe what happened to me the other day in the shops. And you say, actually, yeah, yeah, you know what? The same thing happened to me in that shop. And then you tell your story. That's fine. That's the normal exchange of a conversation. Um, but when you're interviewing someone, especially if it's a commercial show and, you know, the guests are on for a reason, they're talking about product, and they're talking about, uh, you know, uh, something that is commercially relevant or has some marketing value attached to it, the last thing you want to do is split that up by saying, oh, yes, that's interesting. And also, here's something I heard the other day, and this is really interesting, isn't it? And here's my story, because if it's an interview show, it's the interviewee you want to listen to. So you need to be really, really careful. It's very easy to do. It's easy to slip into doing that. I think everyone's probably done it. 
at some point. But in the edit, go back and edit yourself out. What I'll often do uh, in a show is when I'm, I'm recording it, I might throw in an anecdote of my own to get the other person to feel more relaxed and get the other person talking more about a particular topic. But then when I edit it together, I include my question, but I cut out all the other things I've said. So the focus of the show is just on the other person. And that, that creates a much you know uh, stronger result, I think, for people to listen to. Okay, so there are the two no-nos. But what's the five-point checklist? Well, here's some tips, here's some tricks that have really, really worked for me and I do in every show when I'm interviewing people and it makes a, a really big difference to the results that I get. So... The first one is when they first come into the session, it could be face-to-face, -face, it could be walking into the studio, they could just be dialing in through Microsoft Teams or through Zoom or something like that. Um, you've got to talk to them. You have to talk to them warmly and in a friendly way from the minute they arrive through the door or appear in you know, the virtual screen studio. You know, There's no point in standing there or making them wait or being quiet. Your job is a host, and the secret in that is host. Okay, so when they come on, it's, hey, how are you doing? That's great. And then you talk to them, explain what you're doing. I always find up explaining all about it. I say, look, here's my mixing desk. Here's the recorder. Here's the microphone. This is how it works. I like to sit like this. Get yourself nice and comfortable. You know, don't touch your headset or fiddle with your mic because, you know, that could create lumps and bumps in the audio and we don't want that. You know, just keep them chatting and focused on something other than the fact they're being interviewed. That helps people relax. And also... Number two is tell them what you're doing while you're doing it. So I always say, okay, and now we're going to do a sound check. So can I get a Mary Had a Little Lamb, which is a little tradition. I always like to get people to say, Mary Had a Little Lamb, it's fleece as white as snow, um, which is, I think, what Thomas Edison first said when he invented the phonograph. The first thing he put on a, a wax cylinder. Um, and I'll, I'll say, okay, so we're doing a sound check now, and then I'll say, okay, now you might see that I'm sitting here and it looks like I'm not listening, but I'm monitoring the audio levels, I'm adjusting the mixing desk, uh, I'm making time code notes as I go along for edit points for, you know, my reference when we edit the show later. You know, I'll be lining up questions um, yeah, from, you know, the script, or I'll be lining up uh, questions from other speakers as they want to talk. Um, so it's very good just to let people know exactly what the process is going to be and that that helps them feel relaxed because they're not watching you thinking, what's he doing? Why isn't he listening to my answer? Why is he fiddling with that piece of equipment while I'm talking or any of that stuff? So number three. You know, tell them the show is edited. Tell them once, twice, three times. Just keep telling them, don't worry, it's edited. 100%, there is zero pressure here. If you cough, sneeze, fart, uh, you know, suddenly break down into tears and say, God, I can't take the stress anymore. None of that matters because we can just edit it out and you will sound amazing. Or only your best answers are making it into the show. I always say to people... There's zero performance anxiety here. If you give an answer and say, actually, you know what, I don't want to say that, I wish I'd said something else, then that's that's fine. We'll just, just tell me and we'll edit it so it sounds good and you're really happy with it. That really helps people relax. That's an important one. Number four. Okay, um, send them a list of questions in advance. So that's always a great idea because it helps people prepare and it helps them get their sort of, you know, their brain around the fact they're going to be interviewed, right? But, and here's the most important but, you know, also send them the answers as well. I always send people the questions and then I send them the sort of the, the, a rough version of the answer that might work well for that. Now, the, the point here is not to try and get the answer that you want. The point here is to put down, uh, if I was answering this question, I'd probably say something like, yeah, you know, X, Y, and Z. 
And what the person does, of course, is they read that and they think, mm, actually, no, I think I'm going to say this instead. Or, well, I'm not sure that's right. I think it might be this. But it's, it acts as a, another way to get them thinking about their answer. So they'll add their own bits to it, but what they've got in mind is a guide. They think, okay, we know what we're talking about here. And what it does is it means that they, they're not worried that you're going to suddenly pull a curveball question on them, and then they'll be more relaxed to actually go off script and do their own thing. And finally, the final tip, and this one is absolutely essential, is, uh, and this is one I think is hardest for most people, is you genuinely need to be interested in what they're talking about. Now, this can be very hard sometimes, especially if you're interviewing someone who works in some technical field that's quite impenetrable. You know, I've had this, I, you know, I do shows with some people who work in very technical aspects of, uh, you know, high-end central bank finance and monetary policy. And you know what? Really, that stuff is pretty chewy and dense. But if I want to get a good result, I need to understand what they're talking about. So I've got to be interested in what they're talking about. Uh, and that means I need to do some research and I need to, uh, you know, actually read up a bit. And the way to do that is actually very easy. All right, you know, uh, go onto LinkedIn, look at the stuff that they've liked and posted. That's important. If they have a blog, read a few articles from their blog, a few recent ones from their blog. Um, if they have a company that sends out a newsletter, see if you can get hold of the company newsletter and look at that. Uh, look at what the company is posting. Look at what trade magazines in the space are writing about, okay? Spend a couple of hours immersing yourself in the world of their business. And, you know, you'll be amazed, actually, at how suddenly what they're saying is much more interesting because you understand their reference points and you, you understand the flow of what it is they're talking about. And uh, as part of that, it means that you might ask them more questions. You might ask them all the wrong questions because it's difficult to understand sometimes. And you know what? That's fine. I'll often say to people, look, I'm going to ask you some dumb questions and they're probably going to be completely wrong. Just feel free to tell me, no, actually, that's not how it works. That's what I want is nice, free, spontaneous. You know, no one is listening to this show and thinking I'm an expert. They're listening to the show and thinking I'm a podcaster. You're an expert. So feel free to let your expertise shine. Okay, so a quick recap. Welcome them to welcome the guests into your uh, studio, virtual studio, whatever it is, like they're a guest in your home. Okay, tell them what you're doing, show them all the kit, explain the process to them. That helps them focus on something other than their nerves. Um, tell them the show is edited. Make it really, really clear that there's zero pressure. You know what? It doesn't matter what they do. Uh, you know, you're going to get only their best answers, and you're going to make them sound great. Encourage them to talk about their products, name drop, do whatever it is they want to do. That's all good. The more you do that the more relaxed people will feel. Okay, send them a list of questions in advance and send them the answers and the talking points that you think might really work in there. It doesn't matter if they deviate from it. It doesn't matter if they stick to it or not. What it'll do is, again, it'll just help them get their thoughts organized and that helps people feel more relaxed. And finally, you've got to be interested in what they're talking about, so you need to do your research. Spend a couple of hours digging into uh, the issues and the news and all those things that orbit around that person's world. And if you can do that and you can sound genuinely interested, it naturally makes people relax and want to tell you more about what they do. And don't forget the two no-nos. You know, under no circumstances should you be, you know, talking as much as them with your own stuff, okay? That is number one. And number two, if they say, I prepared a, a PowerPoint presentation, I've got a script, I've got a webinar, say, oh, listen, that's great. But you know what? This is a podcast. And so let's just try and have a chat about that stuff. 
A, because it's not a webinar. It's a podcast. Okay, that's it. Okay, follow those five tips and you will have a much easier life interviewing people, even people who are really, really nervous or people who, you know, are a bit awkward or people who are anxious about deviating from their script. And until the next How to Be a Podcast Genius, happy podcasting. Bye-bye. And don't forget to hit the subscribe button in your favorite podcasting app, whether that's Apple, Google, Alexa, say Alexa, play How to Be a Podcast Genius podcast and see what happens. Uh, Don't forget to subscribe and also do go to the LinkedIn page, like the LinkedIn page, follow the LinkedIn page for more tips and tricks about podcasting. That's linkedin.com slash company slash we podcast you for more of this and podcasty stuff. Lots of podcast fun. Get in touch about your podcast if you want one. Bye-bye.